everyone. This is Jason Utah from the Odd Couple. And the um, other couple, Rabbi Cranus. <laughs> and welcome back, Rabbi Cranus. This is our ninth episode. Absolutely. We missed a little bit, but uh, we have a lot of things going on. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot coming tonight. Oh, it's very right. exciting. We put up the sukkahs and it rained a little bit. Yes, and hopefully that's, and hopefully that's the end of the rain. Oh, fantastic. Mm. So, Rabbi, what are we chatting about today? Well, we've actually made it to the end of, uh, of the Torah. The last uh, Pasha in the Torah is uh, Zotah Bracha, the blessing which Moses gave to the Jewish people before his death. And we're presented with a uh, portrait of uh, Moshe, the, who's been at the helm of the leadership of the of Jewish people for the past 40 years, and is described as at the edge of 120, as his, uh, his sight was not diminished and his natural energies were not abated. And Rabbi uh, Sachs, in his <coughs> book on the Parsha, um, says really the order could have been different. Usually a person gets a little old and then their eyesight starts failing. He was talking about physical eyesight as something else, but he was actually making the point that the Torah wants to explain the the eternal youthfulness of Moses, that it was his vision which created the the youthful energy that he just kept on connecting to the vision of his heart and and because of that he had the energies to be able to lead her for so many years um, even with so many uh, so many burnout periods uh, for for a leader but he kept on with that vision and that was the the, the vision of, was a vision of youth which led to the uh, rejuvenation of of, uh, of a leadership for so many decades you mentioned that his vision was connected to his heart. And for me, I often find that when I'm working with my clients, unless your vision is connected to your heart, and for me, I want to use the word heart being your actual values, mm. visions tend to not manifest. So it's always really? nice to set goals and set, set um, I want to achieve this and I want to be that. But unless it's actually tied to who you truly are, Mm. And what your values really are, then goal setting never really comes about. Really, what do you find with your clients? What they do they sometimes fool themselves that they have a vision, and uh, how does it actually? What's your job? Well, I just want to uh, just mention a book that I've uh, been reading. Simon Sinek wrote a very interesting book called Start with Why. And the reason I'd like to mention that is he speaks about the importance of starting with your values of who you actually are as a person, as a leader, as a company. doesn't really matter, um, but unless you know what it is that you actually stand for and who you truly are, then the rest of it isn't really going to come true. Mm. Um, Do clients have a hard time getting from... They do, and an interesting exercise that I often do, and I've done for myself, is spend a bit of time and write your own eulogy. Oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> so, the visioning exercise is to picture yourself hovering over your grave, Okay. and you've got a whole crowd of people that have come to your funeral, 
And this really nice rabbi is going to be speaking about you. Mm. What is it that you want him to say? What type of a person were you? And so, yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is quite a, it's a very difficult exercise. And once done properly, it really does align, your, align you to your true vision. I'm curious, uh, I, would, I would think that many people would say, as a rabbi, when speaking to them, that they, everything boils down to relationships. Um, but does it? Are relationships really enough? It's putting a lot of strain on relationships. Doesn't it, do some people focus on the core values that they're able to achieve in the world? Or so how does it break down? So the interesting part around relationships is once they are tied to your core values, then relationships do blossom and do grow. Relationships are generally, some relationships are put together around a nice idea. Let's, let's get into a relationship or let's grow a business or let's just... Let's <laughs> raise some children. Let's raise some children without actually having a discussion and saying, well, what is the purpose? Hmm. And... Yeah, those relationships tend to dwindle away. Yeah, I think quickly because uh, the, the strain on marriages, even marriages with children, are great because uh, sort of like a utilitarian relationship. You got to do the dishes, you got to uh, um, do lift schemes, um, but not necessarily are um, are you building what I think Stephen Covey. Uh, refers to as building a, a family legacy. And um, I think nowadays it's very important not to think that your, your family values are going to just transfer through osmosis. And I think a lot of people think that that's what it is. People like, this is what our family is like. But people don't spend a lot of time articulating verbally and through deed what those values are and there's a lot of competing factors from the young age of children of uh, different messages that are that have come through and if you don't actually take an active proactive role in articulating a, a family legacy and a family values <clears throat> you're going to find that they won't necessarily be picked up and it's the same thing when it comes to building a company or leading a team Unless you actually articulate what it is that you stand for and what it is that you're trying to build and the reason for whatever it might be that you're trying to build and trying to grow, no one's really going to know what it is. They'll know what the end result should look like. But unless there's an actual core value tied to that goal, mm. core values are the most one of the most important things that need to be articulated and... Mm. However, it can become quite draining and people do get a lot of burnout. Yeah. Well, that's it. Well, that's what we started out with is that um, Rabbi Sack's point of being able to maintain uh, the vision, which you say needs many steps before that happens. And, and there will be times when Moshe Rabbeinu in his, in his life uh, had a lot of uh, those moments, uh, but kept kept coming back to to that uh, that youthful vision and 
We're now nearing actually the, the uh, Simchat Torah, which is a um, completion of the Torah cycle. And one of our beautiful customs is that we do not, we never end the Torah. It's a never-ending story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's an ever-beginning story because we finish um, the Torah and immediately we're in Genesis, New Genesis. So even though a person must stick to their visions, but they realize that these visions are ongoing processes and they need time for a, for rejuvenation. So as soon as we finish the Torah at the same moment, we begin it again and we're at the Breshit. And in fact, we started out with the heart. Um, the last letter of the Torah is the letter Lamed, of Enei Yisrael. And the first letter is the Beit of Brejit. And the mystics explain that ultimately it's the power of the, of the heart, the word lave, which uh, keeps us going forward in a uh, rejuvenated fashion, both as individuals and as communities and as a, the whole people. We just have to... Uh, have to seize hold of our uh, of the vision of, of our heart and and push through and, and that will give us the energies to go further in life and for a new blessed year. So connecting your vision to your heart and taking the time to rejuvenate and recover. That's right. And now we're having a Chag Sameach and uh, we'll be back. And we'll be back for In the Beginning. Yes, exactly.